being here this afternoon and for making Acts Church your place of worship. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Father, I pray today that you would take us to another degree of glory. And would you do something in our lives that will change us forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, when we came here in 2020, I remember writing home and, and saying to them, I don't know anybody. I have no history with anyone and I, I need to make friends. And I thought about it the other day and uh, you know, it's, it's 2022 now and I've got about 200 friends <laughs> and a whole lot more on Facebook. And, and it's just so wonderful. It's been a wonderful journey getting to know every one of you and sensing your love towards us. And we just bless you for that. We'll be taking all of you in our pockets with us. And, uh, and we'll be watching you on Zoom to make sure you're here. Uh, and, uh, and we will be back soon. Have you noticed how quickly time goes these days? You know, I remember when we heard that our, our grandson was getting married in December and we started to plan and we thought, well, we got six months and it's gone like this. So time is going by, but um, hallelujah. Jesus is the God of times and seasons. Amen. So I would like us to turn today to Luke 13 verse 10. And I want to speak to you about being healed from the spirit of infirmity and it says there now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the sabbath and behold there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years 18 years that's a long time to have a spirit of infirmity i looked it up it means sickness it means weakness it, um, and and it, it means need, it means frailty, it includes mental illness. She had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. And she was bent over and she could in no way raise herself up. You know, I remember one time in, in South Africa, a lady walked in and she was also like this. And the Lord opened my eyes and I saw a demon on her shoulders here. And it was a big fat monkey. That's what it looked like. And I went to her and I said, have you got a problem with your back? She said, oh yes. I just, it's just so painful. I've got this weight. We rebuked that thing and it never came back again. Hallelujah. A spirit of infirmity will leave your life today in Jesus name. Hallelujah. But when Jesus saw her, you know, he sees you today and his heart is so filled with compassion. He sees us and his heart is filled with compassion. When he saw her, he called her to him and he said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately, hallelujah, hallelujah, we are going into a season of immediately, 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 she was made straight and glorified God. 
Hallelujah. I was listening to Kenneth Hagin the other day, and he was telling a story about a lady, and she had a pain here. And she kept coming up about this pain here. And 10 years later, she was still in the line about this pain here. And she, he, as she walked away, he said to the Lord, what's going on? Why is she not being healed? And the Lord said, because when you pray for her, she first finds out if the pain's still there. And then she says, yes, it is. And she does not receive her healing. So today, receive your healing immediately, immediately. Don't go, oh, it's still there. Receive your healing and then don't check yourself out. And you'll find you're healed. Hallelujah. Like Grandpa Wigglesworth used to say, you're healed. You're healed. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. You know... Healing is not work for us because Jesus has done all the work. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And on the cross, Jesus did all the work. Hallelujah. And the Lord answered him and said, hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, a daughter of Abraham, Abraham is known as the father of nations, but you know, there was a woman, a well-known story in the Bible, and this woman came up, and she had an issue of blood, and she came up, and she touched his garment, and he turned around, and he said, daughter, your faith has healed you. We are the sons and the daughters of the Most High God. Say, I am a child of the Most High God. Ought not the children of the Most High God be healed today? That is the question we are asking. Ought not the children of the Lord be released today? Ought not the children of God have their yokes broken today? It says here, Jesus said, Ought not. That means, shouldn't it be so? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, watch this, who Satan has bound. Oh, we found the thief out this morning, this afternoon. Whom Satan has bound. We can blame this and blame that and the car accident and whatever it was. This is the word of God, and God's word is truth, absolute truth. 
And it says here, whom Satan has bound. Think of it, Jesus said, for 18 years. Should not this woman be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? He called it a bond. Today, bonds and yokes will break in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bonds and yokes will break in Jesus' name. And when he has said these things, all of these adversaries were put to shame. And all the multitude rejoiced. All the multitude rejoiced. You see, when signs and wonders are manifest, the multitudes rejoice. The multitudes come. Hallelujah. They rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. I want to read to you, I'm going to come back to that story later on. But in Exodus 34.10, this is one of my favorite scriptures that I love to look at. Because it says, the Lord replied, listen, I am making with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of God, the awesome power I will display for you. But listen carefully to everything I command you today. How many of you love that scripture? I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. That was said to Moses. Moses, when he was looking after those sheep in the wilderness, before he saw the burning bush, he would never have imagined that he would see the Red Sea split. Never. But God has said to Moses, I'll, I'm going to do miracles. And God spoke to me one day so clearly. And he said, I'm going to do a work in your day that even if, you don't know about it. Even if you can hardly believe it, he said. I'm going to do a work in your day. That you will hardly believe. Every day I say, Lord, here I am and I believe it. I believe it. I am believing that God will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth in any nation. Look out, West Yorkshire. Look out, London. Because I remember when I came and, and you know, we had lockdown and Abe couldn't get back. And we had, a, a, you know, maybe 40 people in the church. And, and, and I used to say to them, you are the army of God. Stand up, army. Do you remember those days? How many of you here, those days when I made you stand up, you were there? How many of you were You're the army of God. And I'm saying to all of you, well, why don't we just do it? Stand up. Army of God. You are the army of the most high God. You are the army that God will use in this end time revival. It's not, as Pastor Abe said this morning, a revival of names and fame. It's only one person that will be famous in this revival, and that is our lovely Lord Jesus. Our lovely Lord Jesus. Our lovely Lord Jesus. 
our lovely Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you honor. We give you glory. Even before we have seen too much. Hallelujah. You may be seated, army of God. Now, I felt the Holy Spirit just prompt me that some people need a miracle. But before they can get their miracle, we need to reverse the irreversible. That sounds like a contradiction. But only God can reverse the irreversible. By that I mean that many of us have had words spoken over our lives. Maybe we didn't even know, like you'll never amount to anything. Like you, you, you'll, 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 you'll never get a degree. Like, like you will never be healed. Words spoken, you'll never have a good marriage. Whatever it is, they, they are words. Words are powerful, as last time I spoke. Words are so powerful. Words control your life. Your tongue is like a rudder, the Bible says. Where, wherever your words go, there you go. And some words have been spoken over you, and you've followed those words. I'll never amount to anything. I'll never be a preacher. I'll, I'll never be able to. I will never be rich. Words need to be broken over our lives. So, just receive this as, as I speak this over you. Father, in the name of Jesus today, I reverse the irreversible. In Jesus' name, I break words that have been spoken over your life. Words such as you will never amount to anything. You will always be overweight. You will never have a good job. You are just like your father. Nobody in your family goes to university. Words such as everyone in our family dies of cancer. Today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I break every curse over your life, known or unknown. I reverse the irreversible over your life in Jesus' name. And you are free. Shout hallelujah. Shout, I am free. Shout, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So Joshua 1.8 says this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Now, that's not talking about meditation like we know today. Meditate means to mutter, to think upon, to think upon. And so meditate on the word of God day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. When we came here, somebody said, I hope you're not one of those prosperity teachers. Ah, I'm on Jesus' side because he's a prosperity teacher. Amen. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. God wants you to be successful. He wants you to prosper. 
and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Prosperity and health and healing is the children's bread. Hallelujah. So there, this scripture says that we must meditate. I'm giving you some homework for the next six weeks. I'm going to give you three scriptures to meditate on. Meditate on them. And when you meditate on a scripture, you can meditate in the car while you're driving and, and making sure you go the round, round, around about the right way. You, you can meditate while you're cooking. But if you really want to meditate, have your moment with God. Switch the phone off and have your connection with God. Really connect. Really, really connect for a moment. Forget about all your worries and the future and, and whatever's going on in your life. And just say, God, this is my moment with you. I am going to connect with you. That is so often when you hear the voice of God. And you know, sometimes you connect and you, and you just have one scripture on your mind and, and you think about it and you might even fall asleep. But you know, babies fall asleep in their father's arms. And sometimes the father even rocks them on purpose so that they fall asleep. And I have found when I have fallen asleep at such a time, it's such a deep soul healing sleep that I wake up whole. So, prayer number one. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> We're going to meditate on these and, and make it a prayer. The first one is Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. These are the words of Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. What we are looking for in this season is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. So we're going to take this scripture. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he, God, has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That is the good news of salvation. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted all brokenness healed, to proclaim liberty to the captives. He wants to set us free from every addiction, from every sorrow, from every pain, from whatever it is in our past that is causing us to limp in Jesus' name. And recover of sight 
recovery of sight to the blind, we have physical and spiritual eyesight. We need to recover from both. And you know, I believe the gift of the discerning of spirits will increase in this time where God opens your eyes and you see into the spirit realm. And when you do that, I tell you what, those demons run for their lives. They know you've seen them. They go. To set at liberty those who are oppressed, free from crushing weight. People feel weighed down, set at liberty in Jesus' name. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the favor of the Lord. Now, I'm going to read to you briefly some examples that can happen to us when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us. God put his spirit on Moses and, and then on the 70 elders and they began to prophesy. God put his spirit on a young man named, named Othniel and he became a judge and a deliverer in Israel. I wonder what's going to happen to you when God puts his spirit on you. The spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he became a mighty man of valor. The spirit of the Lord came upon Samson and he was able to tear a lion in two, kill 1,000 men with the jawbone of a donkey, tie 200 foxes together and set their tails on fire. He was a mighty deliverer. I couldn't help smiling to myself when I wrote these words that 200 foxes and set their tails on fire. I thought, I, I just know some kids in kids' church that would love to do that. You do it by the Spirit of the Lord. Saul was turned into another man when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. When, if you want to be another person, say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hallelujah. When the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, he could run faster than a chariot. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel and he prophesied these famous words, do not be afraid, for the battle is not yours. It's God's. Church, the battle is not yours. It's God's. Hallelujah, give it to God. The hand of the Lord came upon Ezekiel and he prophesied to dry bones until they lived. <laughs> Woo, isn't that good? Prophesy to your dry bones. You may have one or two in your body. <laughs> Prophesy. You know, if I get a pain in my body, Abel will tell you. I'll say, out in Jesus' name. Out in Jesus' name. I will not put up with it with a dry bone in my body. No. Prophesy to it. And they lived and they stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Zechariah gave us these wonderful words. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And when Philip was in the desert with the Ethiopian eunuch, the spirit of the Lord caught him away. We call it being translated. Hallelujah. Wouldn't you like that? I would. You know, we've got a train journey from here to a place called Seven Oaks on Friday. And we have three or four changes of train. And I just hope they're all operating. 
But if we could just stand on the platform and say, Spirit of the Lord. <laughs> okay, little girl's dream. When uh, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, church. Liberty. So, start to pray Luke 4, 18, over your life. And when I come back, I won't recognize you. You will be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Prayer number two, Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. We want our anointing from God. Now I know there is impartation and people come into this church from all over, all over the world from, for impartation concerning Smith Wigglesworth. But I want to make this clear. God anointed Smith Wigglesworth. God anointed here in, ten, in, in, in Acts 10, 38, how God, you can look to God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all, A-L-L, -L, all, all who were oppressed by the devil. Remember in that first scripture, it said who, who, was, who was bound by Satan. Now he says oppressed by the devil. He's our, he's our thief. We've caught him out today. We know why you're in bondage, why you're feeling like you are. It's the devil, oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So I want you to notice in the first prayer, he, it was because it says he has anointed me. It's the anointing that we're looking for. And in the second prayer, how God anointed. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. That the Spirit of the Lord is anointing me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can't do it without the anointing. I need the anointing. I must have the anointing. And that's why we're going to meditate on these scriptures. We're going to mutter them. We're going to put things aside. And we're going to get a moment with God. And, and we're, going to, we're going to get hold of these scriptures. Hallelujah. Anointing. I'll just tell you briefly about um, John G. Lake. He was, he's very well known in South Africa because he, he came. And it was during the, the um, bubonic plague. And this, this is the one that this, the doctors came to him and said, how is it that everybody's dying, but when you go into these people, you don't die? And he, he said, put some of the, their saliva onto my hand. And, and they put the saliva on the hand and put it under the microscope, and they, they saw that when it touched his hand, every germ died instantly in Jesus' name. So that's what you say. If somebody says, I have a cold, you say, hug me, every, die, every germ will die instantly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Every germ will die instantly. 
in Jesus' name. So this is the story of John, of John G. Lake, that he was in a family where there was uh, a lot of sickness. They'd seen a lot of children die in the family, and th there was death, there was cancer, and uh, he had found the Lord, and um, his wife became very ill. And I'm going to read you the story. As, as Jenny was on her deathbed, and perhaps taking her final breath, Lake was overcome with anger over sickness, and he threw his Bible against the fireplace mantle. And when he went to pick up his Bible, it was opened to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. This is miraculous. And he read how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he got it. He said, devil, I found you out. I've got you now. Lake had a surge of faith in that moment and sent a telegram to Alexander Dowie asking him to pray. And within an hour of Dowie praying, his wife was fully healed. Hallelujah. Now, I don't recommend that you take your Bible and just throw it away and then go and pick it up. You might read something like, sell all your goods and give the money to the poor. And then you'll do it again. And you'll pick it up. And it'll say, go thou and do likewise. <laughs> no, it, it was his, in his sincerity in wanting to find why it's not working that made him do that. And you know, God, he sometimes, he sees our actions more than men do. It's God's mercy. It's God's grace. He must have said, go on, angel. Come on, get, the, get, get it. Acts 1. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38, quickly, quickly. Picked it up, and he, he read a, a verse that changed his life. And we're going to meditate over the next six weeks on this verse, amen. May it change your life. I'm going to come back to people I won't recognize. Hallelujah. Prayer number three. Acts 1, verse 8. But you will receive power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Anybody want to go to the ends of the earth somewhere? Yeah? You know, they, they live in mud huts. And they, they eat mealy meal, what is it? Maize, crushed maize and water, and that's all they have. You still want to go to the ends of the earth? I've got two hands at the back there that say, yes, yes. You know that God saw your hand? You might think we were joking. God saw your hand. Hallelujah. And so we are, going to, we are going to meditate on these scriptures. So our scripture is Luke 13, 
And, and if ever, how many of you have seen the, the dream that we've been showing called The Wind about the revival in England? How many have not seen it? I, I think most of you, oh, oh, wow. I'll send it to you, brother. Um, it's called The Wind. And it's John Kilpatrick who had a dream about revival in England. Absolutely powerful, but it's about the spirit of infirmity being removed off the nation. So, um, so Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And she was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, you're loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. Amen. Th this is where we want to get to. That when we see somebody who is in pain, we have such compassion that we cannot but go to them and say, be loosed from your infirmity. Amen. Are you getting ready to do that? The anointing can be transferred by the laying on of hands. It says here that he laid his hands on them. It can be transferred just by hearing an anointed word from God. The anointing can be transferred through handkerchiefs and cloths. You know, I think I've told you before, but I... I I, I'm used to having a tissue here just in case I need it. So I was in Ethiopia. It was very hot. And I, I just did this in my brow. I just took the sweat off my brow. And I came down to pray for the people. And a young man jumped up on the platform and took my tissue. And I said to myself, bless him. He's trying to keep the place tidy. <laughs> That's what I said. But three days later, I was preaching and he came running down. Pastor, pastor, pastor. I've just, I had tests done immediately, he said. I've been healed. He was healed of three diseases. I believe one of them was, one of them was diabetes. Another one was HIV AIDS. I mean, serious illnesses because he took a tissue and believed the word of God. Hallelujah. You know, Elisha, this is amazing. Elisha died, like everybody will except Elijah and Enoch. And his bones, I mean, he must have been gone for a while because it talks about his bones. The flesh was gone, it's his bones. And there, were, there, there was this troop of people running away from the enemy, and they threw this, this man that they were trying to bury, they threw him into this cave, and he touched the bones of Elijah, and resurrection power came, and he ran out of that, that cave alive. What a fright they must have got! Romans 8, 11 says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, this is what we're praying for over the next six weeks, amen? If that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he shall quicken your mortal body. 
if the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. Smith Wigglesworth was out in the park and, uh, and he, he, it would seem, had a stroke. They took him to bed. Of course, he wouldn't allow people to, get, to call a doctor. My, my, my mom remembers and my mom told me that um, he meditated on this scripture. If that same spirit who raised Christ from the dead, he will quicken. He will quicken my mortal body. And suddenly the power of God hit him and he jumped to his feet. And apparently he wrote letters all over the world teaching pastors and preachers about this scripture. Meditate on it. Meditate on it. Say to yourself, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. And you know, if you are born again and you know your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, don't let anybody tell you that the Spirit of God does not dwell in you. The Spirit of God dwells in you. In you. And he quickens you. And he, it's not just for healing. It's for every area. It's for our minds. It's, it's for healing. It's, it's for our souls. It's, it's for every, every area of our lives that the Holy Spirit will quicken us. That's why the scripture says that you might prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Because the soul is the mind and the will and the emotion. Sometimes our emotions need to be healed. And we say, Holy Spirit, you are in me. Quicken my emotions. I need to be healed. Somebody said something to me, and I, you know, I feel it very quickly. And I spend time at night before I sleep going over my day, and I'll feel a little, oh, that doesn't feel right. And, I, and then I remember, oh, somebody said something to me. And then I say, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, quick, quicken me. If I need to forgive, I'll forgive. If I, if, I, if I need to make a call, I'll make a note of it now and I'll do it tomorrow. But quicken me so that, that you all know what I'm talking about. That dark feeling will leave. Don't go to sleep with it. Let it go in Jesus' name. So thank you, Matthew. Where are you? I want us to sing this old, old hymn, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Matthew's just going to pray, play it through. But I would like us just to reach out to Bradford right now. And Bradford, we command a spirit of infirmity to lift off the city in Jesus name spirit of infirmity over West Yorkshire we command you to lift in Jesus name and even as we travel to London we will be saying wherever we go spirit of infirmity lift in Jesus name as you travel around lift your hands and just say spirit of infirmity lift in Jesus name this is what it means to be an instrument in the hands of the Lord.
it's not always to have a mic in your hand and be preaching, but just to be walking down the street and saying, Spirit of infirmity, I command you to lift in Jesus' name. You have all power and all authority in the name of Jesus. That is what we are meditating on. That the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You have received power. You say, I have received power. So therefore, spirit of infirmity, you go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I want to pray over all of you. Spirit of infirmity, you go in Jesus' name. Spirit of infirmity, I command you to lift off these sons and daughters of the Most High God. For Jesus himself said, Ought not the, the daughter of Abraham, the daughters of the Son of God, the daughters of God, ought not they be healed? Yes. The answer is yes. Healing is yours today in Jesus' name. Take it. Say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. I want you all to stand and we're going to sing this song. And I, I just want you to meditate on this. The God of healing is here. Thank you, Matthew. Can you just start us off? If you are here today, 
and you have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire, or you need a fresh baptism, I'm going to ask you to come forward because we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've never spoken in tongues, I want you to come forward right now. I'm going to briefly, briefly help, help to give us a short teaching. 